the fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I prove, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. New sports As the king yes. of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list and that's Stone Cold's list and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was the one? Hey, this was Juice Sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk? New Sports Desk. You're listening to the Sports Show. Do you smell what the Rock is cooking? Dexter Grizz, Dexter Grizz. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. This is episode 202, 202. It is your guy, one of one half of your sportsologist, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And it's your man, Black. We are back once again for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building, D. You know what it is. Let's do it, man. Absolutely, man. Of course, of course, we're going to get into the weekend of college and pro football. A lot of storylines uh, that are developing there. But before we get there, man, we got to go to MMA. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, you got to love this sport. You got to love this sport because when you think it is chalk, when you think it is set in stone, the unthinkable always happens. And in this case, I am very disturbed by the outcome of this fight. UFC 281, let's start right off with it. There is a brand new middleweight world champion, and his name is Alex Pereira, defeating Israel the Stylebender, Adesanya, fifth round TKO in Madison Square Garden. Black, I'll start this off. In MMA, when you are in championship rounds, the person that is standing across from you deserves to be in there with you. And I thought in the case of Usman and Edwards, Usman lost track of the of, 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 of focus, and I thought Israel did too. Adesanya, for me, the whole fight, did he win the fight up until then? Absolutely. I thought it was a unanimous decision. He really outclassed uh, Pereira in this fight. But the fight ain't over till it's over and you stand in front of this man knowing that he knocked you out not once but twice and then you get knocked out a third time this man has five 
MMA fights in the UFC under his belt. And now he is the world is world champion. Israel Adesanya's GOAT uh, travels or roller coaster is done. Mm. Mm. Anderson Silva still remains the greatest of all time in the middleweights, and there's none that can challenge that. Not even Adesanya. Adesanya is great. He is a great talent. He is a showman. He is skilled beyond belief. But this is the difference between Anderson Silva. This is the difference between George St. Pierre. This is the difference of John Jones. These are the differences. Because when you talk about the greatest of all time, even Amanda Nunes, those three guys, they really ran it up. They really ran the table. Clearing out the division multiple times. Seeing all as new challenges, even if they faced them before. I've seen Anderson dispose of men and leave them like there's nothing to be gained. I've seen George dispose of these challengers that comes his way and there's nothing left. He disposes of them. I've seen Johnny Jones wipe out the light heavyweight division three times to be challenged once. And then we have another GOAT come along to get beat by a man who has five, five MMA bouts under his belt. And now he is a new champion by TKO. Israel got to eat this. This is all him. He should have won this fight unanimously. And he should be going back up to 205 to try to reclaim that title. But what does he do now? He drops. Now he's the challenger and will go for the middleweight championship again at some point in time. Dana going to make that cash now. Black, your thoughts. Style Bender down. Fifth round. TKO no longer our middleweight champion. It's Monday evening, and I'm still shocked by this. I couldn't understand the logic behind Israel Adesanya wanting to stand in front of a man who was very dangerous. And you already know, as you said, has knocked you out twice already. This is the third time. And I got to thanking D about you, uh, UFC and the difference between UFC and the difference between boxing. It seems like the UFC, in my opinion, is just evolving. It's hard to be that dominant fighter in this day and age. Like the Anderson days, it was much easier. You know, to be dominant. Is the UFC evolving so much and the talent that they're bringing in now is that much harder than what it used to be when UFC first was kicking off and becoming something? Because you see all these guys that come into the UFC and they're so dominant and they're they're such a prize that they're getting a shot very soon. But we already knew what this was led up to because this guy was was in the UFC because he had already beat Adesanya twice. Yeah. And to see to see him do it in the fashion that he did it after being after being getting his ass kicked. Yeah, outclassed. So many, outclassed. outclassed. And I was so shocked because Adesanya had been saying it all week. He was like, look, this fight is going I'm going out here to make a statement. And I feel like he did, but why? Usman and Adesanya, in my opinion, are two of the best champions of this time. Sure, sure. But when it when it when it matters most about two guys that really wanted that strap, y'all y'all dropped the ball badly. Badly, I don't. And 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 it's it's so crazy to see like 
Would these get after getting beat the way they got beat, would they ever regain that status? Because the UFC is so is so talented now. Are they going to be able even to get back? We seen Amanda Nunes get back. That's why she's a great champion. But it's no, it's it's most champions that we see lose their belts, D. They don't get them back. They usually don't get them back. They don't. They don't. And especially if you a person that's coming out over a, a knockout that put you to sleep or you got TKO'd and and, and then here all of a sudden said, man, I, I, I rather would have went out on my shield. No, bro, you did because you was out. You was out. Your eyes, he was like, yeah, my eyes maybe rolled back in my head, but that means you were out, bro. You were out on your feet. So they, they did the right thing by stopping the fight. And I, I, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't think, I think this time that we're in now in the UFCD, the talent is evolving so much that guys like Israel Adesanya and, and Usman is going to be very difficult to get back what they had. How disappointed were you, though, that he lost the way that he did? Because the Leon Edwards win over Usman, he, listen, he, he just broke Usman's uh, stance. The he didn't break his go. stance. He 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 set him he up. Set him up. He set him up nicely. That's part of the fight. So that, that's what I'm saying. That's the fight <laughs> game. So, so, so that knockout was the fight game. Yeah. Out of sign, your loss was not that. I know. He just stood in front of this man. He stood in front of this man. But and 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 they said it in Pereira Corner. It was like, look, man, this it right here. You gotta knock this dude out if you want this belt. You gotta do it. And they was telling them. And I would have thought Style Bender would have, you know, did a little more moving around, kicking other legs. But he literally was on the fence the whole fifth round. Why do that? I was disappointed, D. Yep. But I also said to myself, self, is the UFC evolving in ways that we didn't see when it first started because of the talent that we have and how some of these fighters, man, they are really legit. Five fights or not, bro, this dude is legit. You seen that he didn't have much, uh, much time in the ring because he only had five fights. You can see the experience factor. You can see it, but at the same time, he's still a dangerous guy. And Adesanya gave him the opportunity by standing on the fence to be put down and let this man become champ. Yeah, uh, talking about you know, it's rare that I'm deflated, and it has nothing to do with Alex Pereira. He he's a champion. I was just really deflated, just really deflated after that because Adesanya has been flirting around a couple of fights where he. I don't think he been putting on his best performances. He disposed of Apollo Acosta in devastating fashion. Here, here. Then he went up to 205 and got absolutely mauled by Blockowicz. Blockowicz mauled him, bro. Mm -hmm. Then he comes back down, gets him a couple wins under his belt, and then he goes in and he fights this guy who has five fights and now is a middleweight champion. You are correct, Black. MMA is evolving wildly. Mm -hmm. The talent is coming from all over the world to fight in this octagon. But that is not the case here. Okay. okay. Adesanya is by far the better fighter than Pereira. Mm -hmm. It's not even a conversation. If you watch the fight, it was unanimous. Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier and John Nanick was talking about him going up to face the winner of the 205 fight coming up. And now, now what is he going to have to do? Now he's got to go to Brazil. He's got to go to Brazil. That's crazy. And he's going to have to fight this man in this man's backyard and try to regain what he took from him. Just like Usman is going to London and fighting Leon Network's backyard in the uh, CO2 arena. Mm, mm, mm. 
So now we gonna see what's good. Now for UFC, for Dana White, Dana White probably slept like a baby. Oh yeah, he happy, he know what's up. He probably slept like a baby. <laughs> and for MMA, MMA fans all around oh, the world, yeah, we happy. reignited. <laughs> Cause now we have a lot of things going on mm-hmm. in this sport. But just for the loss for Adesanya, it looks really it, bad. It, it was I got bad. You. It, it looks su- really bad. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked. So you'll see 281 before we uh move on. They <laughs> Dustin Man. the Diamond Poirier and Michael Chandler. Good God. Instant classic, my boy. Instant good, good. classic. Hasn't every fight Michael Chandler been in been an absolute IMAX movie? Man, I promise you, once they do these awards for fights of the year, he gotta have at least three of them up have there. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> this I- man here. When he gets in his cage, yeah. Listen, he don't never have to win a fight for me. He don't because you I know don't he care. gonna bring it. Put he him in a co-main event every pay per view. Yeah, and he gonna bring it like but you that said. Boy, that boy Poirier got them hands though, boy. Hey, hey. Like I, I would love to see him in the boxing ring because hey. he put them combos together, boy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Poirier what? gets to win. That's though. fight of the night for me though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fight yeah. of the night for sure. Poirier gets to win. Rare neck and choke. Uh, I think it was in the fourth round, uh, defeating Michael in the third round. Excuse me, defeating uh, Michael Chandler. Excellent fight. Zhang Wei reclaims, reclaims uh, the women's uh, strawweight championship. <laughs> and my oh my, we're gonna be back to square one again because you know who's waiting in the wings to claim the next title shot. It's not Carla Esparza. It's going to be Rose Thug Namineuris. She will get the next title shot at Zhang Weili, who she defeated twice. And it's just like you said with her. Now Rose has to go over to Japan because <laughs> yep. they're going to do something over there they for are. her. They are. To try to win that belt back. Like These divisions, it's getting crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's getting crazy how these belts changing hands, D. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was, look. It was a no-brainer to me that Zane was going to be Esparza. Yeah, of because, course. Because, listen, not to take nothing away from Carla. Carla. Carla is a veteran. She's done her time. She beat Rose, bro. She did. She beat Rose. And let's be real, Rose had no business losing to this woman. No, no business. But she lost. And Zane stepped in because she wasn't going to get another title shot as long as Rose was champion because Rose beat her twice. Mm-hmm. And now she clinched her opportunity, reclaimed the strawweight title, and now she has a date to really... Right, everything wrong. Can Rose go and take it from her again? Cause Zane looked it fantastic. Yeah, she did. She looked good. Total domination. Total. Total domination. Yeah. So it's gonna be real interesting to see. Congratulations to Zhang We. Okay, so all in all, the card of UFC 281 is fantastic. We want to say uh Frankie Edgar, man, salute. Uh fantastic career. Frankie, man. He's been a part of some of the most brutal KOs I've seen. Uh, that he suffered probably, what, three out of the last five fights? I mean, Frankie went down hard to this kid, man. But uh, Frankie's done. Black touch on Frankie Edgar's career. Um, speak on Frankie real quick. Former former uh, lightweight champion. Yeah, I probably can speak for you and me. When we first started looking at this sport, Frankie was one of the guys that we looked at. Yeah, man, so Him much fun. Him being a high energy, one of them so fun, fun guys, one of the smaller guys mm-hmm. who just gave it their all. I mean, his matches back in the day with, uh, I always forget his Gray name. Gray Maynard. What Gray Maynard, man, you talk about some of the best matches we've seen as Great being fights. young fans of MMA. Great fights. And those were the type of fights that really put us like, you know what, bro? We can pay attention to this. Yeah, he's a guy. <clears throat> when boxing wasn't giving us what we needed in fights like that in the MMA and uh, 
Uh, Frankie Edgar and Gray Maynard, those guys put on some classic, classic fights. Man, what a career. What a career. Sad to see him go, but he's paid his dues. He's yeah. did everything. He's he's yeah, good. Legend, legend. He's uh, been the face of it. So legend. I'm excited for him, ready to see you know how he moves on uh, after fighting. Yeah, shout out Frankie Edgar, man, on a well-deserved, decorated career. Former UFC lightweight champion. Remember the night he beat BJ Penn? And shocked the world out in Abu Dhabi. And they was on tape delay back then, all right? Because the fight was happening that morning, but we didn't see it to that night. And uh, the rumors were going around that there was a title change that took place. It was two title fights on that car. Anderson was defending his crown, and uh, BJ was defending his crown, and BJ ended up losing to Frankie Edgar. And Frankie Edgar was on the map instantly because the second time he fought BJ Penn, it was worse. He whooped BJ, and then he went on a run. And uh, Frankie was exciting, fun. Um, one of the smaller guys, like Black said, to just always bring it. And uh, to see Frankie Edgar be able to retire and walk out his own two feet, well done, Frankie. And uh, I'm pretty sure he uh, have MMA a part of his life forever. But this is a legendary UFC competitor, one of the GOATs of the sport. Salute to you, Frankie the Answer Edgar. All right, uh, some sad news to report, man. Uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Anthony Rumble Johnson, uh, former uh, UFC light heavyweight and welterweight contender, Passed away, man, unexpectedly, man. Um, I didn't even know Rumble was sick. Yeah. Uh, he was dealing with an, an uh, unidentified illness. That is so scary to think of, to have an unidentified illness. Um, I didn't even know he was sick like that. And then to find that Rumble pass on this past Sunday, man. So condolences, positive energy, positive vibration, positive vibes to Anthony Rumble Johnson's family, friends, all of all of his fans around the world. I remember me and Black went um, <laughs> to this. Uh, I can't even remember the promotion. Uh, they came to Jacksonville and down at the old landing site. Me and Black went down there and watched the fights. And we look up and Anthony Johnson comes walking through the crowd uh, during his UFC run. Um, and he was so powerful, mm -hmm. so powerful, challenged the best fighters. Um, it was, uh, a, a record man. And, uh, Andy Johnson, uh, rest in peace, my man. Yeah. Rest in peace to, uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson's. It was very sad to hear the news D, you know, him being one of the, one of my favorites when he was in the UFC, man, just a, a special talent, yep. you know, and to see him go too soon, man, is very sad. So, you know, prayers up to. His family and everyone that was close to him. Well, but very sad day, D, to see Rumble not here with us anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and get back into the swing of things. See what else we got on this icebreaker. Now, Black. Let me turn this off, bro. <clears throat> Let me turn this off, cause you know it. I ain't want to do this, bro. I really didn't, bro. I ain't want to do this, but you know. Gangsta Giz. Gangsta Giz. Last week, on the sports desk, which you guys deemed an instant classic. Thank you. Jeff Saturday was named the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> and I sat up here and said, Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels, for the love of God. Let's put something together and let's run it up 
on Jeff Saturday. And then, hey, another thing. People think I got a problem with Jeff Saturday. I don't got no problem with Jeff Saturday. I just had a problem that he became the head coach of a National Football League team and the man never coached Pop Warner. That's what I got the problem. I ain't got no problem with Jeff Saturday. Now back. Colts, Raiders yesterday. I said, it's an easy win for the Raiders. Raiders get back on their feet at home. And Jeff Saturday and the Indianapolis Colts, led by one-legged Matt Ryan, go to Las Vegas and beat the Raiders 25 to freaking 20. And then Derek Carr comes to the post-game press conference crying. Talking about you don't know what we got to do to get ready for this and don't know what we got to do to get ready for that, bro. Hey, listen, why you ain't do all that on the field, bro? Josh McDaniels, they need to fire him. Dang. Two and six. This is disgusting. The Raiders are a joke. A joke. You lost to Jeff Sadler, who openly said out of his mouth in the post, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just leaning on my assistants, and I'm just bringing positive energy. I watched a post video of Jeff Sadler getting a game ball. <laughs> and the coach going, hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. At the, at the, uh, at the feet of the Las Vegas Raiders. Y'all should be shamed. This is disgusting. <laughs> Derek Carr, we don't want to hit, bro. I ain't saying you ain't wrong, bro. Because I'm not a National Football League player. And I'm <clears> pretty <throat> sure y'all go through hell and high water to get y'all bodies ready to play, go to sleep, play with your kids, do all that. I'm pretty sure y'all do because y'all are in real life car collisions every Sunday. I ain't going to go there, bro. But don't come up to that podium with that after losing the Jeff freaking Saturday. <laughs> and the Indianapolis coach who wanted to take. They want to take for Bryce Young. They want to take. What's my dog, CJ Stroud at your Ohio State? They trying to take. But they got one last win on y'all. Can the coach play the, uh, 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 the Eagles? Can the coach play somebody? Can somebody? Because <laughs> we can't depend on the Raiders. Oh, man. Can't depend on the Raiders. Black, Derek Carr, emotional, post-game after losing to Jeff freaking Saturday. Well, man, I feel really bad. That was my MVP pick. It sure was, boy. And Good God. Thing, and that thing ugly, man. Nasty. I said, oh, man. I I knew it. And then when I heard Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday talking in this presser, you know, after practices, he was like, look, man, I've been playing this game for 14 freaking years. I played in the playoffs 12 years, so I got to know something. I got to know something. I was like, oh, man, they're going to do something to build on this. You're going to see this everywhere now oh, yeah. Saturday. Oh, yeah. You know, and I said, oh, man, when they got Jonathan Taylor back and then they, and then had a uh, scratch of Sam Allenberger and they put <laughs> Matt. I said, oh, they got freaking Matt, Matty Ice. Matty Ice back at it. Back at it. And, man, look. I don't know what it is with the Raiders, bruh, but it's just, it's, I don't know. So much talent. And then when you see your talent, don't even want to come back and play like Wilder, Winfrey, and them boys like, man, they don't even want to be out of here. 
it's just sad, man, what's going on with the Raiders. Josh McDaniels, uh, 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 Mike Davis came out today and said he's he's riding with, uh, he's sticking by, uh, what's his, um, uh, McDaniels. McDaniels yeah. So, I, I, I don't know, man, what's up with the Raiders, but that is very embarrassing to have to go up on the stand and pull your heart out after losing to newly head coach Jeff freaking Saturday. Black the man. <laughs> black the man never coached. <laughs> the man never coached, Black. The way he was on that sideline, you would think he was because he was real chill, my boy. Hey, the man <laughs> got on a plane and flew to Las Vegas and beat the Raiders. Now watch what I tell you happened. We finna see this They ain't gonna do it. They ain't gonna do it. Don't, don't you say that. Okay. They ain't gonna do it, D. Okay. Don't say it. Okay. Don't say that. They is okay. not finna do that, bro. Make them the official head coach. They not gonna do that. Okay. Oh, I get my wish, Black, next Sunday. Eagles at Colts. Now, I'm gonna say this right here. I hate the Philadelphia Eagle fan base. I hate the Eagles team, <clears throat> but I love Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen. And if and if Jeff freaking Saturday beats the Philadelphia Eagles next Sunday, give them a potential first loss because they got a game tonight against the Commanders on Monday Night Football. I'm casting the sports desk. I can't do it. I'm casting. We're pulling the plug on the sports desk. You won't ever get another episode. You ain't gonna do that. If the Eagles. Not lose to the Indianapolis Colts led by Jeff freaking Saturday. <sighs> Come on, Jalen. <sighs> hey, I ain't never rooted for the Eagles in my life. Never. Go Eagles. <laughs> I think that's the first time I ever said it. Hey, man, Jeff, Jeff freaking Saturday out to prove people wrong, man. Well, he, he did that already. He did that already. He did that already thanks to the freaking... Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, moving on. Black, go, bro, Bronny, Bron, Bron, Goat James, LeBron James, Raymond James, year 20, and he's hurt. He's hurt, and I want to know from you. It's obvious. LeBron is in year 20. Of course, he's an older player. How many minutes and games have LeBron played? Shoot, I don't know. Probably take all night to calculate it. But he is 37 years, 38, 37, 38 years of age. Matt, no, he'll be 38 this December. Black, is LeBron starting to show his age? And more importantly, more importantly, can LeBron James lift the team on his shoulders and get them to a place of relevancy by himself still? <sighs> Let's talk about it. D, why you do this to me, man? Hey, we this is sports this, bro. Oh man. I just, it's hard to see it happen because you you go back and look at all the things he's done, man, and the, the minutes he's played and the the, <laughs> the finals. Twenty years. You know, twenty years and then all the finals. How old were you he's twenty playing. years ago? Uh how old was I twenty years how, ago? How old were you twenty years ago? Dang. Hold I on, was eighteen. Yeah, no, I was, I was like I was nineteen. Yeah, I was like. So 19. say it again and let it make 19. sense to you. Twenty years, and when LeBron James came to the league, we were still teenagers. We were. Now we grown men with kids and mortgages. Think about it. That's a long 
time. See, why you gotta say it like that, bro? I'm just they think about it. Dang. <laughs> just think about it. We got wives, man, kids, and mortgages. Look, man. <laughs> do I think LeBron's best days are behind him, D? I do. Yeah, it's true. And I really feel like the things he did this summer really probably shouldn't have been done now. You once you look look at it, all the hooping he did. In in uh G what what not G League but you know uh oh, the uh, Drew League and, 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 and Seattle pro the pro ams and all that you think so and then he just LeBron was doing a lot during the summer he we, we seen a lot of him when we usually don't see a lot of LeBron during the summer we see him chilling a lot okay but I don't want to make that excuse but father time to always catch up with players bro especially in the NBA in these sports where you. Literally like the top guy and you're giving it everything every single night. And you the face of something. You know Father Time's come. We've seen it with all the greats. We've seen it with Jordan. We've seen it with Kobe. We've seen it with LeBron now. I mean, we see it. It happens. And I just feel like some of his best days might be behind him. He's just hurt. every. seems like every game he step on the field, he, he pulling something. A lot of people think he he faked that injury against the uh, the other night. The last injury he just got. People felt like he faked it. But no, I don't, think I, don't I, I don't know about that. But, man, I still think he can lift a team because he a vet. He didn't, he been there, done that. I still feel like he can lift a team. But I think what's going on with him now with the Lakers man they just got to get through the motions and get through and figure these figure this thing out but definitely D I can say something is better times he's playing more smarter now more trying to play more smarter than just off athlete being athletic and you know uh, those type of things so you got to be a smart basketball player now but most definitely I have to agree and I hate to say it because this is my favorite basketball player ever I hate to say his better days are behind him Dedrick yeah, so uh, the answer is yeah. His better days are behind him, and yes, LeBron is showing his age. The answer is yes. It's not gonna take away from the, him being the greatest of all time. It's not gonna take away from anything. It's it's it's, it's life. When LeBron James came to the league, me and Black were eighteen and nineteen years old. He's now a thirty-eight year old man, twenty years in the league, <clears throat> world renowned. <laughs> I mean, it, it comes with it. But you know who I blame? I don't blame LeBron. I blame Anthony Davis. Because he is supposed to be doing the heavy lifting. I blame Marshawn. Because he is supposed to be the one optional offense, averaging 30, 10, and 8. We did last night. I don't care about that. <laughs> I blame Anthony Davis. Because LeBron James you is... You can't blame these few years on Anthony Davis. I'm blaming this year on Anthony Davis. I'm blaming him. LeBron James is not supposed to be the one. LeBron James is supposed to be the smartest player on the floor, being in the spots he's supposed to be in. Hell, at this point, I want LeBron James to be the point guard. Well, he's he not supposed to be the one, but we still, when he's on the court, people still expect greatness from him. He can well, still he be great by not being the one. Anthony Davis is 27, 28 years old. And supposed to be Giannis. Yeah, you're right. LeBron can still be great without being the, being the, going 40-10-10. That when he got hurt, he went 30-10-10. <laughs> Him and Paul George was going at it. And what was Marshawn doing? Dude, LeBron had Giannis. He probably could play five more years. Man, LeBron had Giannis. He'd play 10 more years. <laughs> Look, man. Oh, man. LeBron's older. Yeah. It comes with it. Father time is undefeated. You can prolong him, but he going to catch you. 
and he's tapping on LeBron's shoulder. Yes. Now, how hurt LeBron is, I don't know. But I know <clears> at this stage of his career, he can't rush back. Sure can. Whatever's going on there, whatever's sweet, he's going to have to take his time and come back. Now, he's missed the last two games. Rumors are that he's starting to feel a little better, and he may try to give it a go, I think, on Wednesday. So we'll see. Last night, they got a win. They off a three-game losing streak. They got a win beating the Brooklyn Knicks. Marshawn went out there and dropped 37. Mm-hmm. Him and KD going bucket for bucket. Westbrook had a nice game. So, what's, you know what the problem is? Because now we can't blame Westbrook no more. Because Westbrook going to win the sixth man of the year. <laughs> D, I ain't going to, man. We terrible. They terrible. Westbrook still going to win, no gonna win it. The man's averaging 17 and 11. Coming off the bench. He ain't going to win that sixth man. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Because I'm basically saying we can't blame him. Oh, no. So, what's going on with that starting fight? Darvin Ham, my patience are running low. My pace are Why is Pat Bev still the star point guard? Because they ain't got nobody else. Put LeBron at the point. Put LeBron at the point. We need to do something. They tell me, oh, they got a player, a target in mind that they want to trade for. Well, where is he? Man, we've been hitting that since the summer. <laughs> I'm not going to go in like this. Please don't, bro. This icebreaker, bro. I'm not going to go in. We finna leave. LeBron is showing his age. Man. I hope he can get healthy. He can get back. And the Lakers will kind of figure some things out and make themselves competitive. That's what I'm hoping for. That's all I'm hoping for. But I hope LeBron can get right. And hopefully around the world, a lot of the hate for LeBron is starting to subside. And people can really appreciate his greatness because LeBron's going to be gone soon. And when he's gone, will the game stop? No, the game will continue. But he will be, there will be a pocket there where you'll miss LeBron James. Just like when Michael Jordan retired. Just like whenever Tom Brady retires. There's just certain figures in sports when they retire, you're going to miss them in more than one way. So I think it's going to be very difficult we see. And, and it could happen. I could be I could be speaking out of turn. But I don't, it's going to be, will we ever see a NBA player, one NBA player go to straight, 10 straight finals? 10 straight. I mean, as of right now, no. Because somebody would have to already start doing that. And the only person person who was capable of doing it was Giannis, and he didn't go last year. Yeah. So, other than that, the answer is, I ain't going to say never say never, but, I mean, it's highly unlikely. But, you know, we'll give LeBron his flowers. Well, we always give him his flowers, but we'll give his flowers later on. It's just the truth of the matter is that LeBron's old. Yeah. He's old, and enjoy him while we can. All right. All right, man, so those are our icebreakers, man. We're going to go ahead and come out of here and go into college football. Talk about a wild and busy week, a bunch of losses uh, in the top ten this week, man. Um, But uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and get into the weekend that it was with college football. Black, let's go ahead and start at the top. 
the, uh, you know, once again, you know, them boys up there in Tallahassee, them primetime boys, them 8 p.m. boys, them boys that have been in a lot of uh, primetime slots this year are the, are the only ranked team in the state of Florida uh, yet again. Let's go ahead and talk about the now 7-3 and three Florida State Seminoles absolutely and shockingly crushing a Syracuse Orangeman team at home. Uh, 38-3. Black, thoughts on the game? Were you surprised at the absolute obliterating fashion that Florida State won this game? And uh, what are you looking forward uh, to going forward? Uh, well, I got to thank you first, my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you said something uh, two weeks ago that you needed to see Florida State win out. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the stretch where we lost to three what, Carolina teams, three in a row. But um, Florida State found a way, man, to right the ship. I want to say uh, Mike Novell is doing a wonderful job. He is. Uh, he is this, this offense is clicking. The defense is coming along with it. You know, they haven't allowed a touchdown in over two games. Great to see. Great to see. And, man, this, 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 this kid, Trey Benson, man, this man. <laughs> his kid is wrecking shop, man. Animal, and, bro. And, and he hate to see it because you got little – Little uh, the other guy with the running back we like who was hurt. Uh, Ward. Yeah, little Ward, Ward. T. Ward. Man, he was doing so good before he got hurt, and it's like Trey Benson just picked this Took thing up and ran with it. Yeah. You know, and and I love what the, the play calling seems on point. Yep. You know, and and people say we uh we're, we're playing less, we're not playing great teams, but this was a team that was ranked in the top fifteen before they lost. Yeah, a hair away from beating then them yeah, four Clemson. Exactly, and now you gotta you go to a um. A, the Raging Cajuns, uh, the Louisiana team. You got you got that game Saturday, and then you look at look at Florida. Who people think this is the best team we're gonna play all year? Some people think that the mm-hmm. best best team we're gonna play all year. Okay, and see what we got there. So we're gonna see how that go. But one thing at a time. Loving what I'm seeing. D ready for Saturday. Take care of business there because you have to. Because the last time you played a team like this, you lost. Yeah. So you have to take care of business. So uh, like what I'm seeing. <clears throat> Uh, Jordan Travis got to give you your props, man. He's playing excellent. He's playing excellent football right now, D. So uh, I'm excited about what I'm seeing, but definitely want to want things to stay with what you said. We have to see them close it out and see if we'll be able to get the ten after a bowl game. See if we can get the ten and three, and that'll be a great season for the Florida State Seminoles. This is all I've been saying the last couple of years. Despite my <laughs> outlandish outburst and emotional breakdown about Florida State, because I'm a true fan. This is all I want. Do I want the three losses? No. Should we beat NC State? Yes. Should we should have come back and beat Clemson? Yes. The only loss that I'll swallow is the Wake Forest one because that boy Hartman won playing with us out there. You wouldn't. <laughs> he sure would. But it is what it is. We're seven to three. I said I want to see us win out, not lose another game, take care of Florida, go on to win the bowl game, be 10 and three, and come back next year in the top 15 in AP poll, possibly close to the top 10. Because Travis, uh, Jordan Travis is coming back. Mm-hmm. Trey Benson is coming back. This is what I wanted to see. And Mike Novell has got the ears of this team, got them listening, turned in the right direction, and this is what Florida State is. I told you what I grew up on. I'm not going to sit down. I'm not taking no bull job. Now, this was it for Mike Novell. They were going to have to get rid of him, and I needed to see Prime. But I ain't going to see Prime. Mike Novell's going to be here. Mike Novell has looked like he's learned a lot from last year. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Jordan Travis is shining under this system. That's really fit for him. We're running the balls. Fantastic. Our offensive line. Shout out to y'all, bro. Yeah, much better. 
Much better, much man. Yeah, much Shout out improved. to the O-line coaching that we they're getting. Our coaching staff uh, at Florida State, man, the, the blocking assignments are being picked up, picking up the blisses, run, the, the creating the holes for the rushing, protecting Jordan. Like, man, it's just looking great. And, and see, people always want to go out to the competition that you face. And that's cool because you're supposed to judge the team by the competition. But when I'm watching Florida State, I'm, just, I'm seeing if we're just getting better, bro. Because we faced bad teams and moderate good teams last year, and we were losing. We were losing. I'm talking about awful losses. Mm-hmm. Awful losses. <clears throat> so I'm happy with what I seen. Dominating the last two weeks. We're going to dominate Louisiana, whatever their name is. We're going to go down there and they're going to come up here and we're going to let them boys know what's happening. I'm talking about, I want to see them boys waxed. Roll them up out of here so Jordan Travis can have a ball cap on his head telling jokes in the fourth quarter again. And then. <laughs> And then, you folks down there in Gainesville, how you doing down there now? Check y'all mailboxes in about seven to ten, seven to nine days, there'll be an invitation in there. The invitation is to Dope Campbell Stadium on a Friday night, 7.30. Safe travels up to Tallahassee, you hear? Safe travels up to Doke. Because I ain't been ignorant all college football season. But Friday night after Thanksgiving, I'm going to be ignorant. You got ignorant against Miami. Right? You got, you oh, I did. You're right. Because I hate them boys. <laughs> These are two games you get ignorant. But this is the one that I know that's real. Because it's Florida team yep. and it's Florida State team. This going to be one. This going to be one. Mm-hmm. And I know what's up. I'm not going to disrespect the Gators. I know what's happening. But I feel good, boy. I feel good with y'all making that drive up to Gainesville to Tallahassee. So once again, safe travels, Gators. Safe travels. We'll see you soon. And then we'll see what this is all about. I look on my timeline on Saturday night. Boy, I got them boys out there praying to God that Syracuse knock us off. It didn't age well, did it, Copple? It didn't age it's well, crazy. did It's crazy the stuff you see, man. They put, people putting out quote, quotes about, man, oh, yeah. what, what Novell what Novel supposed to say after the, on the press when he... What he sitting on the desk? Yeah. What he supposed to say? Yeah, well, they ain't gonna That's say what it. they play for. Yeah. That's what they train in, in spring and fall for. Yeah. Yeah. To beat Miami yeah. and beat Florida. Your rivals. Beat your rivals. Y'all do the same thing. Y'all don't y'all ain't y'all ain't doing it to compete for natties. <laughs> Cause we ain't seen y'all nowhere near no natty. Huh. When the last time you sniffed one? But we ain't gonna go with that. So y'all preparing to beat f- the Gators are have been preparing all year to beat Florida State. Yeah. Yeah. Miami Hurricanes, who was ranked in the top 15, mm-hmm. were preparing Clicks. to beat Florida State. And the same with us. Yeah. It's just a rivalry, man. I'm excited. I'm excited, D. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And the one thing I wanted to ask you real quick before we move on is it shocking to you, or do you think this is how you said Novell, he has the heartbeat of the team? Yeah. The ears of the team. Yeah. To come after, to come off three straight losses the way that they lost these games, are you shocked by the way Novell has been able to turn it around? I am stunned that we are absolutely thrashing teams. I'm stunned that we are absolutely destroying teams. Yes, I thought we would come and compete and be in close games and get uh, 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 wins by the skin of our teeth. That's what I thought because we got talent. Mm-hmm. We, we we turning the corner. We seen that. But to come out and do what we did on the road in, in Miami and then turn back around and go back on the road again, we did this on the road. Mm-hmm. We, can you imagine what's waiting on us when we get back home? But them raging cases going to be in trouble. We already got the uh, uh, the wood fire burning for them boys. 
they gonna be in trouble when they get up there. And then with them good folks from Gangsville. And you know they gonna be rocking that night. Man, listen, bro. I'm gonna be ignorant. <laughs> I'm gonna be ignorant. But to answer your question, yes, I did not foresee Florida State jumping on and just demolishing their opponents. This Syracuse team is not a bad football team, bro. At one point, they started off the season with five, six, and oh. Yeah. Face Clemson top, at top six 15. and one. Yeah. They were six and one when they faced Clemson up at Clemson, almost beat them by what a play or two? No, they was undefeated when they beat Clemson. That's what I, when they played them, they was undefeated. But they sh- I mean, this is a good football team. Yeah. Good football team. So I don't want to hear all that, bro. We'll see soon. Well, up first, the Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns. And then we'll deal Saturday with Saturday at 12 o'clock. Yeah, we'll deal with y'all boys. <clears throat> That's down there in Gainesville. We'll talk to y'all next week. Like Friday. And I'm going to open up the letter, too. See, it's an invitation I've been talking about. I'm setting y'all up. I'm going to read an open letter to y'all Gator fans next week on the Sports Desk episode 203. <laughs> All right? Moving along to the Florida Gators. Black, the Gators homecoming down in Gainesville. Dispose of my boy Spencer Rattler. Mm. And the South Carolina Gamecocks, 38-6, jumping up 21-0 in the first quarter. Anthony Richards looked pretty good. He just ran all over these boys. Uh, I think he ran for uh, almost 100 yards against the Gamecocks. Just total domination. Uh, what should we got? Anthony Richards, 11 for 23, 112 in the air. Two touchdowns. He was sacked three times. But he put another 96 yards on the ground and another touchdown. So three touchdown game. The Gators are rushing the tackle is out of control. NTN with 100 yards rushing. Whoever I ain't never know whoever M Johnson is for the Gators. This man had 24 carries for 161 yards rushing. Yeah, yeah, he the truth now. So they was able to run that rock. They was able to run the rock and get an impressive win. Black, what you think about the Gators defeating South Carolina? Gators playing good ball, just like Florida State. They yeah. turn things around. You go to AM, College Station, get a win. That's just called off of Jimbo. You trash, bro. What's going on with Texas AM? But back to Florida. Good uh, God. They playing good football. And also, them too, D. Two games on the I mean, well, they had one on the road and then they had this one at Florida against South Carolina. So. Two teams that they they supposed to beat, they beat them and beat them handily. So it was it was good to see, you know, Anthony uh, Anthony Richardson just being Anthony Richardson. You know, I see that they're allowing him to use his legs a lot more. They're relying more on that. They're a great run team, just like us. D. They run the rock very well with little Etn and then the Johnson and then Richardson. You gotta you gotta do a threat back there, just like you got with us with with Travis Benson and Ward. You know, it's it's backs out there. You got to. It's going to be interesting when we play them. What defense gonna give with the run? You see what I'm saying? That's gonna be very interesting. Their defense seems like they're cleaning stuff up in these last two games. So that Florida playing some really good football. Receivers catching balls, getting open. So it's gonna be very interesting. They're trying to finish strong, just like Florida State. But love what I'm seeing from the Gators, man. They uh on the they on the stretcher. They go to Vandy, I think Saturday. Who just beat Kentucky? Who they didn't beat? So it's going to be interesting to see when they go to Vandy. I expect them to beat Vandy and then, you know, come on down the dope. Yeah, they look good. I mean, they they, they rounding uh, the corner. Uh, uh, Billy uh, Napier is doing a, a good job of keeping this Gator team focused. They racked up a couple of wins. Um, and it looks like they're going to just rely on running the football to run out the rest of this season. I mean, Anthony Richardson can't throw it to a wide open uh, 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 receiver if there was like, if it was just nobody there. He's just not going to get it to him. This is the most inconsistent passer that I've ever seen wear a Gator uniform. I mean, I, I just don't understand it. And then it's so confusing because when you see him play against Tennessee and you see him play against Utah, you're like, dang, this kid got all the tools. Mm-hmm. They need to get some new quarterback coaches and some, somebody around this kid. 
Anthony Richardson going in the first round of the NFL draft. I don't care when he come out. He going in the first round. Yeah, he coming back, though. He should come back, but I'm saying whenever he go, this, this is the kind of talent that he has. Yeah, of course. But the who his footwork when he throws the football, like, it's just god awful. The man threw the ball 25 times for 112 yards. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. But the Gator defense is trying to click, trying to come together because they look like they was just they look like they was almost smoked mm-hmm. coming off of that Georgia game. But last couple of games, they done tightened up, man. So Gators are playing very, very well. They got Vanderbilt this week, uh, who beat Kentucky. My God. <laughs> My God, Wildcats. Vanderbilt ain't beat a SEC opponent in the last 26 games. But they beat y'all. But they beat y'all. Listen, I don't want to hear nothing about Florida fans talking about we focus on Vanderbilt. They going to beat Vanderbilt by 50. <laughs> For real. I don't want to hear nothing about no Vanderbilt, bro. Y'all kidding me? Vanderbilt ain't got no kind of talent to go up against Florida. Kentucky just, look, Kentucky is Kentucky. Let's just keep it real. Mark Stoops and his coaching staff are doing a good job up there, but they still Kentucky by God. I don't want to hear nothing about that. Y'all better beat them boys by 50. And then pack your bags. And I'll see you up there in Tallahassee that following Friday. Black, I guess we got to talk about Miami, man, because I said this year we was going to talk about all the gate, all the Florida teams. Black, real quick, Miami knocks off Georgia Tech 35-14 to on the road. Van Dyke didn't play. Jay Brown was a quarterback, 14 for 19, 136 in the air, three tubs. Uh, what do you got to say about the disgusting Miami Hurricanes? Oh, well, Miami just, you know, chugging along. You know, I think they got <laughs> – they still got Pitt and still got Clemson on the on the uh, schedule, so Ooh. we see how they look in those games. Uh, good, they needed that win, you know, to, to stop the bleeding, you know, after getting waxed by Florida State. My God! So, uh, seemed like that defense kind of tightened up, dude. They had a the cornerback; he had two pick sixes in that game. Uh-huh. So, shout out to him as well. And uh, look like they're going to lean on the freshman. We might not see. Uh, you ain't see no more. No more. So they might lean on a true freshman quarterback here so to see what they have for the future. So um not surprised by what Miami doing. Still got Pitt, still got Clemson. Then we after the season, then we'll see what they look like, D. Yeah, I ain't really got too much to add. They got a much need to win. I mean, they've been being embarrassed all season long. Nothing to build on all season long. So I'm not really surprised. They got to win 35-14 over a bad Georgia Tech team. They got they go to Clemson this Saturday, 3.30 on ABC, and then they follow up with Pittsburgh coming at them to wrap up the year. So uh, we'll see what they do. This is one of the most disappointing teams in all of college football. And I'm not just saying that because I'm not, I hate the Hurricanes. This fact, this is fact. All that talent, the move with Chris Ball coming down there, and this is what they this is what they throw out. These boys got a losing record. Boy, got lose. They got to win out to be five hundred or whatever, or, or, or finish with a winning record. They not gonna beat Clemson. They not gonna beat them. And then they are not gonna beat Pittsburgh. I'm gonna say it right now. They ain't gonna beat Pitt. <laughs> and then they are not going to a bowl game. <clears throat> So then what? Now we're going to get to see what everybody been telling me all year long. Well, you got to wait to Chris Ball get his people in. Okay, cool. All right, all right. We'll do this again next year. We'll do it again next year. Cool, cool. But not surprised. Miami gets to win 35-14 over uh, uh, a very bad Georgia Tech team. All right. So, all right, Black, before we get into the dog games. Black, the top four. Black, now this week. 
We're, well, tomorrow night, Tuesday, top four will be announced. So last week's top four, Georgia, of course, at number one. Ohio State at number two. Um, 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 dang, who was at number three? Who was at number three? Uh, I think Clemson. I'm the brain was, fart. No, I ain't Clemson. It wasn't Clemson. No, Clemson number three, number three. It wasn't TCU. TCU was four. four. Michigan. Michigan. Michigan, okay, Michigan okay, was three. Okay, Mich- yeah, I'm Michigan. tripping. Sorry, I had a brain fart, y'all. All right, Black. So uh, coming into this week, we're going to run through. They uh, say we're a part of the committee. Black, who are your top four teams, man, on this week's uh, playoff? Have any changes there? No, I think the f- top four state, Pat. Mm-hmm. Georgia won, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. TCU got a big win on the road. So they may look at that over the Michigan. You think they'll look at that over the Michigan nah, win? No, Michigan just been dominant, man. Okay, so yeah. And, and, and it's so crazy to see how good Michigan and Ohio State has been that one of them brothers ain't even going to have a chance to be in this playoff once they play each other the last game of the year. Well, I want to stop right there. I want to ask you about that because maybe it's me. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking this, but not that I shouldn't be thinking this, but maybe I shouldn't bring this up, but I am. You know, you get all this talk about the dominance in the SEC and multiple teams possibly going to the big, uh, to the uh, playoff. Mm-hmm. Well, Michigan done beat everybody by 30 all year. Just about. Just well, well. How many? They had what one close game this year. Yeah. Ohio State had one close game this year. Well, they, they meet. <laughs> they just Northwestern. What twenty one to seven, twenty one to fourteen. But who's to say if both of them show up undefeated? Which they will. And one of them lose by one or two points when it's Michigan Ohio State. Who's to say that they can't consider for a playoff spot? It's gonna be difficult, D. And why? It's gonna be difficult if you have a SEC champion. Well. People talking about they feel like Tennessee still can make it, you know. So it's gonna be interesting to see, but not being able to be part of that Big Ten championship and not being the SEC, I think that that's gonna say a lot in that game. And then I don't know, D. I think I think they should. That's why I'm tired of this four. That's why I'm tired of these four games. But Michigan is a great team. Ohio State is a great team. And this is a close knit game. The uh, the committee gonna be in a situation here if mm-hmm. this Ohio State and Michigan game play out the play out the way it could. Because I think there's gonna be a really good game mm-hmm. between them. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. You know, the past few times we've seen blowouts mm-hmm. in this game, and I think this year we could get like a really close game out of them. D. Yeah. So it's gonna be up to the committee, man. But <clears throat> I don't think the Big Ten too far away from the SEC. <clears throat> they have two teams or three, you know, vying. Being somewhere near that playoff, so you could, if it's something about if you saying like the gap is closing between the SEC and the Big Ten, it's 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 a it's a strong possibility, yeah. But you talk about Michigan and Ohio State being the powerhouse that they is, D. I wouldn't be shocked at a scenario if both of them still got in, but I don't think they won't, will not because the Big Ten. I feel like you got to be the champion to get in. I was just curious. I was just curious. You know, there's a lot of conversation in the SEC. And, and yes, the SEC is the best conference, hands down. Yeah. Best conference, they got the best teams, hands down. When you look over there at Georgia, LSU, and Tennessee, Alabama's over there. Like, you know, you got quality football over there. And But, I, you know, I, I was just wondering. So, would you say Big Ten a close second? Or it's not it's, it's not close in your opinion? Yeah, yeah. Big Ten is right behind the SEC. Okay. Yeah, they're right behind the SEC. But I was just wondering if both Ohio State and Michigan going undefeated. And let's say the winner of that game wins by a field goal. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Does automatically, does that loser, is, are they done? That's, just, that's the crazy are they part done? about it. Are they done? I'm just saying, why we maybe we should start looking over there to the Big Ten and mm-hmm. see if there's a conversation there. I'm just saying. I'm just making a conversation. 
I'm not saying it's right or wrong or true or false. I'm just saying, why aren't we having that dialogue over there? Because the last time I checked, the Vols have a loss. The last time I checked, LSU got two losses. There's only one undefeated team in the SEC, and that's the Georgia Bulldogs. Man, you know what's going to be crazy, bro? What's that? Real quick. If LSU find a way to beat Georgia, they're going to throw a they gonna if throw LSU a wrench in this whole wins thing. the SEC this year. They're going to throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. Because that game already set with them in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's set. If they do that, they're going to have to do the 12 play playoff this year. They're going to have to do it. Because if you look at LSU in the eye and tell them the SEC champion that they can't go to the playoff because they got two losses, mm, mm, mm. whatever the national championship game at, the state of Louisiana going to burn it down. <laughs> they going to burn it down. That's what it's going to be like. But we have time for that. We do. And we'll see what happens. But I told you, like we talked about last week, I want that madness, bro. Yeah. I want they it all. Throw, they can really throw a whole monkey wrench in this thing, I man. want that madness, man. Yeah. I want yeah. that madness. Are right, we going to go over a couple scores in the top 25, and then we're going to get into the dog games of the week. Oh, uh, let's see. Man, UCLA goes down to I'm Arizona shocked. at oh. home. Such a bad, bad, bad loss for UCLA. 34 to 28, the Wildcats winning. Utah chugging along 42 to 7 over Stanford. I ain't know North Carolina was 9 and 1. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Yo. Let me ask you this, man. You know them, your boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fighting Mac Browns. Yeah. Drake May. Uh huh. With his numbers, uh huh, has been better than Stroud. Yeah, yeah, Young. Yeah, and Hooker. Yeah, one loss. One loss. If he beats Clemson, get him up there and hand No, if he beats Clemson, yeah, should he win the Heisman? Yeah, get him up there and give it to him. Get him up there and give it to him. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, I'm gonna say I don't know if he wins it. But he should be a finalist. He should be a finalist. What is that? And that's what I'm saying. What is we basing the Heisman off of now these days? The team, the type of teams you beat, no, or just your numbers? Your numbers and how you looking? His on numbers field. tell me he's supposed to win the Heisman. You're right. He's incredible. This kid just beat, just beat. Yeah. Toe to toe for toe, blow for blow yeah. on the road. Yeah. This boy threw for almost 450 D with four tubs. Yeah. Against Sam Hartman. Yeah. The Dark King. Yeah. I seen it and I was like, boy, I'm going to ask him when we get there. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, this kid could really win the Heisman. Yeah. And if he going to win him an ACC championship, D, I don't know how you deny the kid. 31 for 49, 448 in the air, three <clears> touchdowns, <throat> no turnovers. And what's his numbers for the whole the, this, the entire year? I had to look up the his numbers for okay. the whole year, but he is absolutely incredible all year long. All but to year answer long. your question, he should be a finalist right now. He should be a you finalist. You just see him as a finalist, but not but a winner he, right if now. He be, yeah, not a winner. But if he beats Clemson, if he goes and he beats Clemson and he look like he looking, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we we yeah. They need to have a serious conversation. So would you say Malik Wilker, Malik Hooker still has a grabs on it, or is it more CJ Stroud now? I think Hooker still is holding on to it. Okay. Because he bounced right back after the Georgia yeah, loss. Put six and put a 66 spot on uh, uh, Rebound. <laughs> Arkansas. No, no, it wasn't Arkansas. That yeah, was LSU. Rebound. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's still going. He's still got a couple more games left as well. So, yeah. Uh, May is playing fantastic for the Fighting Mac Browns, who are 9-1. and one. 
They're going to move up in these rankings. They were 15 last week. Will they be in the top 10 due to what happened? That's what I'm saying. And I love, I love Mac Brown. Mac Brown love said him. it after the game. When, when are people going to start paying attention to this kid? Yeah. He's sensational. He's been sensational all year, but people just ain't been paying attention. They're going to pay attention now. Well, shout out to Cobble. Cobble been saying, man, this kid been killing it. Yeah, he has. Shout out yeah. Cobble for sure. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Cobble for sure. Yeah, man. So uh, it's going to be interesting because next week, uh, they got their end. Let's see. They got Georgia Tech next week, and then they get, wow, they get two big stage games. They got NC State at home. Mm. They get them at 330 ABC. And then the last game of the year, the Tigers come to town, 8 o'clock ABC. Primetime spot Oh Clemson UNC. Yeah Clemson go to North Carolina Last game of the year Really Primetime spot Yeah So they can end up Playing Clemson twice Hold on a second now no, oh, that's the SEC. That's the so that's the ACC title. That's the ACC title. So that's game. already okay. set. That's already set. Okay, Clemson all right. versus North Carolina prime time spot December third. You okay. gonna get a spot? Dang, we got a. Ch- that's crazy, bro. Still two games left in the season. This two championship games already set. Yeah, but you got two nine and one teams in the ACC. Two yep. nine and one teams in the ACC. So we'll see what happens. All right, coming back out of there. Let's run a couple more scores down. Like Black stated, man. TCU. I had Texas to get them. I thought mm. they was going to get them, but TCU, they just show resilience, man. man. They show effort, man. They got the win and an ruckus Texas crowd out there, 17-10 to 10 to move on. Down go the Ducks in a hell of a game. Washington versus Oregon. Huskies get the win 37-34 to dead the Ducks' hope of hopefully getting to the playoff. Georgia Rose, Mississippi State 45-19. Kansas State knocks off Baylor 31-3. Boston College. <laughs> Boston, and this will make me mad that Florida State lost to NC State. Exactly. Exactly. Boston College knock off NC State 21 to 20 at home. NC, all right, I'm a chill, bro. UCF 38 to 31 over Tulane, a very high scoring affair. Alabama helps crown LSU to get them to the SEC championship game 30 to 24 over Ole Miss. Penn State blanks Maryland 30 to nothing. Clemson 31 16 over Louisville. Michigan 34 to 3 over Nebraska. Purdue knocking off Illinois 31 to 24. Tennessee knocking off Missouri 66 24. Notre Dame 35 32 over Navy. LSU 13 10 over Arkansas. Ohio State rolls Indiana 56-14. Vandy knocking off Kentucky 24-1. And USC, who... <laughs> USC's in position, huh? They in position. They need an Oregon to lose. They need a UCLA to lose. And they still play them both. UCLA not going to drop far. They not going to drop far. But USC is now back in the position to hopefully get that last spot in the college football playoff if they can win out and win the Pac-12, 55-17 over Buffalo. All right, Black, let's go ahead and kick it over to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. And let's get into the games. D, Black, Sports Desk, what's good? It's your boy Big Sed back again. With another week of picks. First game, we got number four, TCU, visiting Baylor. Does Baylor have an upset special this weekend? I don't think so. I'm taking TCU to win that one. Second. All right, Black. Baylor, TCU. Does Baylor make it interesting for the frog, Horn Frogs? Uh, horn Frog me here. I like yeah. I like TCU to keep rolling. They showed last week that they can go on the road and win big games. So, give me uh, TCU and buy two touchdowns in this one. Horn Frog me as well. Big win for the Horn Frogs coming Saturday. Game. We got number eight, 
USC visiting number 12, UCLA. I'm taking USC to win that one. Third. All right. Uh, Black USC, UCLA, home game for both. They playing in the Coliseum. <laughs> Black, does USC stay the course or does UCLA take the Pac-12 out of the playoff running? I believe this game would be nip and tuck early, but uh, I'm going to go USC to pull away pull away in the second half and get this win that they need, which is would be a big win to help them get towards that playoff. High, 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 high scoring game, but the Trojans win narrowly, narrowly, maybe even by a field goal over UCLA. Again, we got number 13, Utah, visiting number six, Oregon. Does Oregon bounce back after that loss last week? Nope, I'm taking Utah to win this one. Fourth game. All right, Black, Utah, Oregon. Now, for USC, they need Oregon to win. They need Oregon to win to keep the strength of schedule alive. But do Oregon get the win over Utah? Uh, give me the Utes. Mm. They're playing, they playing good football. They are. They've looked good almost every week since they lost to Florida. So, give me the Utes. I like them to beat Oregon. I think Oregon losing that game last week, that was a, uh, that was a big loss for them. Yeah, I'm going to take Utah as well. I just think Oregon was just running high. And uh, Utah's going to be a little bit more physical. They're playing good ball. Um, I would like to see Oregon win to increase USC's chances of getting to the playoff by the strength of schedule. But uh, I'm going to say that does not happen. Utah me. We got number 18, Texas, visiting Kansas. Shout out to Kansas. They bowl eligible. I'm not sure how long it's been since they've been the one, but... It's something crazy, but I'm taking Texas to knock them off this week. And for the... All right, Black Texas, Kansas. Do the Jayhawks keep it rolling or does Texas bounce back after the loss to the Horn Frogs? You know what, my boy? I'm going to say Jayhawk me because you know why? I need the Longhorns to go ahead and keep losing so we can flip that uh, five-star running back to come to Florida State. So, yeah, <laughs> give me the Jayhawks, my boy, because I need Texas to start looking like a mess. Yeah, I'm tired of Texas. <laughs> They always get a chance on a big stage. They the, they the highest ranked full loss team I ever seen in my life. I'm so sick of them, bro. Jay Hawk, me, Rock talking Jay Hawk. Dog, game of the week. We got a Taco Tuesday special with the Ohio Bobcats Ooh. visiting the Ball State Cardinals. Okay, Sam, bring it in. Ohio for the win on that one. Okay. Uh, one more week. Black. Dog game of the week. Man, I ain't even hear who he said. Ohio versus somebody, my boy. Hey, look, man. I, it is what it is. I heard the Bobcat, so Bobcat me, my boy. <laughs> Bobcat me. Yeah. Yeah, Bobcat me as well on a Tuesday night on ESPN2, my boy. I'm going to watch that, too. I'm going to take it in. We all rolling with the Bobcats, my boy. Let's see what said last message is because I see yeah. he got about 12 seconds left here. Fellas. One more week before rivalry week. I can't wait. Can't wait to hear the show. Holler at y'all next week. Lord willing. Yes, sir. Shout out, man, to our college football correspondent, our guy Cedric Tyrone Koppel Far for providing us with the picks of the week. And of course, oh, game. One day my voice gonna blow by trying to do this. All right, let's come out of college football, man, and let's head over 
to the National Football League. We're going to get our guy Rashad Robinson, Mr. Moodham Chains, on the call to talk about the Jaguars falling in Kansas City. Let's go ahead and get our guy, Rashad, Mr. Moodham, Chains Robinson, on the phone so we can talk about the Jaguars falling to the Kansas City Chiefs on yesterday. Hey, what's up, man? Rashad, what's up, my guy? How you Rashad, doing? Rashad, what's up, my boy? Uh, what's up, Black? <laughs> um, How's it going for you know. today, man? Uh... I guess it's going. Okay. It's going. <laughs> well, my man. It's going. My man, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Of course, you had the Jacksonville Jaguars go out to Kansas City yesterday and take an L to the Chiefs, 27-17. to Rashad, let's go ahead and just open up with you like we always do. What are your takeaways from the game, and how are you feeling today on this unfortunate not victory Monday? Uh, the first thing I want to say is the Jaguars have to bench Devin Lloyd, and they benched him yesterday, but they got to bench him for the rest of the season. Um, and they got to tell him, listen, son, uh, you came into the season out of shape. You had to be out for a whole month because you messed your hamstring up in a just a, a, a workout to make sure that you were in shape and you're out for a month. You've been a total liability in a passing game, and mm. uh, we just gonna play Chad Uh And that's what they did yesterday. I, when y'all, when you called me, I was looking at the highlights because I hadn't had a chance to look at them. But I was looking at the game, just overviewing, and the thing that just stuck out was like, this dude is awful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's terrible. Um, uh, Doug was aggressive. First, yep. I mean, what, didn't even have to play, and he had a beautiful onside kick call. Um, it was successful. Yeah, Kurt dropped what I thought was a he. It was a drop. The ball could have been better. Um, if the ball was better, I'm sure he would have caught it. But it it was it was still a drop. You got to catch that ball. Got to catch. And you that. probably go in for seven, and it's a different game. Um, you know, you, you come out, you get a fumble. And you still can't do anything with the ball. The offensive line was trash yesterday, man. Like if we, the offensive line had been playing so good up until yesterday. Chris Jones was giving them boys yeah. hell. Yes, he, was. <laughs> he was giving them boys hell, man. Um, and even with that, I mean, you, 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 you go and you score. I, I text you about this D. I said, man, this kid is growing up. Yeah. 45 seconds left, two timeouts. You go down and score a touchdown with mm-hmm. 10 seconds left. So in 35 seconds, you go 60 yards mm-hmm. for a touchdown. Yep. For the second week in a row, you do that. Um, You know, you come out in the second half. Then you get a fumble and another missed field goal. Then you come out in the second half. What is it? A, excuse me. Eight-minute drive. Yep. 
you gotta for whatever reason i'm sure it was an rpo but you can't get that far down the field on the rpo to make it that obvious for the ref to call illegal man downfield you can't yeah. get that far downfield you gotta it's gotta be some type of awareness there because no other lineman was four yards down the field yeah so you 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 get that or you get that that touchdown taken off the board and and man it's just yesterday was rough to watch man I had to watch the first half at work I, I I got home for the second half but man yesterday was rough to watch them just squander away a victory I mean seriously that's what they did I well, mean if well, you, do you think that they were in position to ever win this game they didn't execute. Yeah, yeah, they, they, and if they, and if, if they executed, yeah, the game wouldn't be the way it was. Well, I, I hear that, Rashad, but be real with you, they were never in position to win this game. They did a lot of things to themselves. Yes, you were correct about that. But as far as even looking like they had a shot to win this game, I didn't get a sense of that ever. I mean, Trevor Lawrence won the problem yesterday. He what? It was that no. godforsaken <clears throat> defense and that offensive line. Trevor, yes. like you said, look, I, look, bro, we've been talking about this for I don't know how long. This is really Trevor's rookie year, bro. This man got the talent and he got the goods. He just need reps and time. That's all he need. And I listened to Tony Romo say this yesterday. Yeah. When you look at this team, this team is the future of the league. They missing a couple pieces here. They are growing up. They are gelling. But if you look at this team, and you heard, did you hear what Pat Mahomes said to Trevor yesterday? Mm-hmm. No, no, I didn't. Pat Mahomes told him, oh, yeah, this going to be you in a minute, bro. Yeah, you got a Keep good team. Keep doing your man. thing. Yeah, he said, y'all you got, got a good team. team. Like, like the, 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 the secret is out on the Jaguars, bro. But yesterday, they just ran into that boy. Yeah. They ran yeah, into yeah, yeah. them boys. Yeah. And Andy Reid yeah. knew Doug Peterson. <laughs> yeah. You can just tell. He come from his tree. Exactly. So the mismatch. This, this is the first time all year Doug Peterson was had a mismatch uh, with the coaching. Because I really felt like Andy Reid just upped them every time. Every time they got on the field, just up one, up one, up one. Like I already know what you're gonna do. I know what you're gonna do, bro. <laughs> and we just gonna we just gonna keep doing our thing. Yeah. Look, was it a surprise that the Jaguars lost? No. But if you would have told me no, they would have lost boy. twenty-seven to seventeen, I probably would have said I thought it'd be worse than that. Yeah. Cause you just see what Pat Mahomes did to the 49ers two weeks ago in San Francisco. Good God! Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, y'all heard that? Y'all heard that? The Chiefs just scored again on the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, but the Jaguars yeah. go down like they this. got a real good defense. Yeah, uh, huh? Oh, okay. So they got a real good defense. Yeah, for sure. Black, what's your yeah. thoughts on the game? Yeah, man, I just <clears throat> I heard something today, and 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 I think this was said perfect about the Jaguars. Jaguars played a team who expects to win, and Jaguars the team that want to win. Yep. They don't. They, yeah, that's they a great analogy. Yeah. That's, that's, they don't expect to win these games. They expect to be in them, and you know have a shot. But they don't expect the Chiefs expected to beat the Jaguars. Yeah. The Chiefs expect to beat everybody they play. Yeah. You know, and right. expect to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and 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 it's like y'all say, man, this defense, man, it's, uh, something got to be done about it. Because I mean. You got Tra- Travis Kelsey. He had a, a a quiet game, but man, if he running forty yards down the field, butt naked, what, yep. what's going on? Devin yep. Lloyd. I mean, Devin I Lloyd. mean, Kadarius Tony. I mean, <laughs> God, 
Kadarius Tony were getting the ball, even though they knocked Juju out the game before he got knocked out. He was he was catching the rock too. And they Valdez Scantly had a sighting as well. Yes, and did. you never hear from him. So, man, this secondary is up against it. I think this is one of the things that's really helped the Jaguars back defensively, in my opinion. Uh Devin Lloyd. Man, Devin Lloyd is a I know people hard on him this week, but he's a great talent, D. Jaguars didn't go back in the first round and get this kid for nothing. You know, he's a great talent. He just need more time and more reps. He needed. I like the fact that they gave Muma a shot because I, I believe Muma a dog. You know, I believe I yeah, like Muma. But they this kid missed a whole lot of time. And you had to think that it was going to show his head at some point because he didn't play none of the preseason. His first real football action was the first regular season game. Yep. <laughs> so... Man, um, not shocked. Happy to see Trevor. Trevor, keep it rolling. Even though we lost, Trevor kept it rolling. Uh, I'm seeing receivers catching footballs now. That one with uh, with Kirk, man, that that on that opening drive. Yeah, I felt like that mug hit him right in his middle of his shoulder pads. Yep. So you got to catch that. You you yeah, you could say it probably could have been a little more to the outside, but that mug hit him right on them shoulder pads. You got to catch that ball, yep. but he yeah. didn't. But man, the offense, these Trevor throwing the ball, it looks good. Me personally, you know what I'm finna say. 14 carries ain't enough for ETN. But I know when you get down, what, 20 to 20 to zero, yeah, you they gotta got throw down. It. You gotta start, you gotta start throwing it. But I feel like they could have uh gave him the ball much more because he opened up, he opened up the game with a what a like a 14, 15 yard run. Yeah, 10 yard run. Play. To start yeah, the game start out, the yeah. game out or something like that. So, you know, but I know when you get behind by 20. Especially when you playing, it was easy to do it against uh, run the ball against uh, the Raiders, but you can't do that against the Kansas City Chiefs. But man, um, but you should have because no, everybody's been running on them. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, has. but 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 you seen the game plan. You seen the game plan with the Chiefs. Stop the run. Stop the run. Yeah. That was the game plan. Stop the. Don't let them run wild with uh, with Travis Etienne. That's and that's what you seen. And then man, tra- uh. Pat Mahomes just elite, man. You can't play no zone. He gonna eat you up in zone. And we can't play man because our, our corners ain't good enough. It's only one corner good enough probably to play man. And that's and that's Campbell. Campbell. So we got to play Bro, zone and then, and then uh, and Pat Mahomes just gonna pick you apart when you play zone. So What'd you say, Rashad? I said that third and seventh throw in the fourth quarter was the throw. Remember I told y'all it was gonna be a throw that I was gonna throw something at my TV. Oh, you talking about Bro. Mahomes? Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That throw is ridiculous. Yeah, elite, bro. You got elite. a man in your face yeah. about to sack you. Yeah. You got to throw the ball over his arms in the one it's only one place you can throw this ball, man. Yeah. This ball was 30 yards down the field. Amazing, bro. I think yeah. him, him him and Josh Allen are the only two people that probably could have completed that pass. That was ridiculous. Yeah. It was third and seven. I was like, damn, we get the ball back. We've been we've been moving the ball. Maybe we can move it again. And it's I said, you gotta be kidding me. This dude, he didn't just do this. It's it, <laughs> not just complete. If, 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 if the Chiefs, if, if the Jaguars would have been able to get some type of pass rush on Mahomes, yeah. like consistent pass rush, and the defense probably wouldn't have been able the Jags lost by 10. By 10. If they were able to get a stop and convert one of those uh, 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 longer drives into a touchdown, I mean, 
the Jaguars could have stole this game, but we're talking fairy tales now because they really <laughs> weren't in position to do anything. Oh, well, I ain't gonna say hey, anything, but D, they weren't in position to D, get this. I'm gonna give, give you something that I mean, it, it, as, as crazy as it is, this is the fact. They missed two field goals and had a and had they a did. touchdown they call did. back. They did. Hold it. They That's did. your ten points right there. No, no, you're right. You're right. That's your ten points, and they played horrible. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, well, like I said, all three of us and probably everybody listening, if you did a ticket this weekend, you took the Chiefs. <laughs> of course, you, you, go, you have to take the Chiefs. Yeah. The Jaguars not ready. So let's go forward, man. Let's go forward. It is what it is. We knew what it was. Let's go forward, man. Jacksonville Jaguars are they off this week? Yeah, they off this week. Yeah, and they got Lamar coming to town. Okay, so a must need to buy. All right, well, perfect. Well, let's go ahead and the Jags are excuse me three and seven right now. They're three and seven. Uh, I think they got about what six games, seven games left in the season. Still yeah. not mathematically eliminated out of the AFC South. As a matter of fact, stop it. They're not. <laughs> I'm not, just saying. Yeah. I'm saying mathematically they're, <laughs> they're not, not eliminated. They're not going to win it. Tennessee going to win the division, but they're not mathematically eliminated. Right. Going forward, Rashad, what are you? I know you probably prepping for the draft, but where are you at at this point of the season? Seeing what you've seen so far with what. Uh, ten games that the Jaguars have played so far. Where you are, where are you at? Not this season with this team, but going forward with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you agree with what Tony Romo said yesterday during a cast? Do you agree with Patrick Mahomes told Trevor Lawrence yesterday after the game? The Jaguars are a number one receiver, another corner, and a somewhat formidable pass rusher away from being an elite team not a good team an elite team you get trevor a number one receiver you get another cornerback opposite of campbell and you get somebody that can somewhat consistently disrupt the passer and it's on need that first that's what it is yeah yeah they need that's that first. what i think josh allen day if number trevor here. continues to develop the way he's developed. The yeah. last four weeks, what I've seen out of Trevor mm-hmm. is what I expected to see the whole year. He's been playing winning football besides some of them dumb throws, the one or two dumb throws, but he's been playing winning football for the last three, four weeks. So I want to continue to see that. I don't. I, I, I used to have the mentality of tanking. I don't think you have to tank anymore because you have the quarterback. So I want to continue to see Trevor fight. I want to continue to see him galvanize this team in some way, steal some games, win some games, get uh, get used to winning games because next year, I think that's going to be the mentality. We yeah. need a corner. We need somebody to disrupt the passer. And we need a number one receiver. And we go ride because – we got another receiver that's coming in next 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 year. Yeah, and that's your number one receiver. What, what he was before, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I need I need another one. What? I want him to be the number. Th- I, I I want I want another one. Wow. I want well, another. I, I want I, I want think, him to I have think, three I think what I think what adding Ridley, um, that's gonna sew up this offense. That's gonna sew it up. <laughs> and I know what Rashad's saying, and, I, and I'm I with him too. I think you, he still go after another. Sure hand receiving the draft also, but 
Ridley is your clear cut number one guy. He's always he's been a number one. Well, since Julio left Atlanta, he's I, been a number one. I don't think he's a clear cut number one. I think Christian Kirk and uh, Trevor's uh, chemistry is really showing oh, yeah, that's up here. Going, of course, so dude. he's not. I'm just saying he's not going to surpass. Christian Kurtz's place in his offense, he's going to add a dynamic to it. But I know what Rashad is saying. I agree with him. If you got a guy who no matter what, we saw yesterday with Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins had no business throwing that ball yesterday. But ju- <laughs> and Justin Jefferson, when they got that thing. Yeah, he did. That's what Rashad talking about. Okay. Whatever Third you see, bro, if I see your number, bro. I'm throwing the ball to bro, this kid come hell or Yeah, if I see your number, bro, I'm just throwing it, bro. And that's what really yep. was in Atlanta, bro. No, 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 no. When I mean that, I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins, number one receiver. I'm talking Devontae Adams, number one receiver. That's what we talking about. Mm-hmm. I ain't yep. saying really so, ain't nice because he is, bro. And he's going to benefit this team. But I ain't never seen Cavill really catching that like Justin Jefferson caught yesterday. <laughs> I got you. I ain't I never got seen you. him do that. <laughs> never. Right. Never. So you, right. Rashad, you all right. So, I mean, with the bye week coming up, man, uh, you know, it's – it's. Uh, I, I had the Jags having a couple more wins than they have now, and they 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 had their chances of getting that. Mm-hmm. They had their chances of getting that, but they're 3-7. and seven. Still a lot of football left. And I'm thinking the Jaguars, they're, they're going to close this 3-7 and seven gap. I think they are too. I think they're going to close this gap. Now, I, I do yeah. think they'll probably finish around that – Eight and nine mark, or that seven and uh ten mark, or something like that. I think that's real. You think they could get the eight. I think there's a chance they could get the eight. Okay, but I think they can still get up to seven wins this year, and that's gonna be. Yeah. They went one and fifteen the last two years. Yeah. So if they yeah. finish with seven wins this year as a Jacksonville Jaguar fan and supporter. You got to be like, all right, yeah, all right. But you already know the future bright though. Yeah, and that feels good. You already good. know, and that feels good. And that feels good. You tell me what season you went in, but like, man, this next year, man, we know this finna be the year. You know, a lot of people think, uh, I, I feel like next year is going to be a year where you finally see the Jacksonville Jaguars and they expect to win games. Right. Right. I think we finally going to yeah. get that. And like you and like Rashad say, you know, uh, a pass rusher away, which I feel like that's something they should be able to get in free agency. Seeing who's out there, yeah, you know, we'll I don't think that's something you got to depend on to try to see if you can get in the draft, unless it's Will Anderson. Yeah, you, but they need that pass rush <laughs> because I, I, Josh, like I just said, I, I feel like Josh Allen Day's number here in Jacksonville because yeah, he, he ain't lived up. Traded he ain't him. lived up to the bill. They should have traded him last. And week. you can't pay. You can't pay him, and he ain't done nothing. They should have traded him last week. Three six. Come on, man. They should have traded him. So it's 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 crazy. Definitely a pass rusher. If somewhere <laughs> the the football guys the football guys love us and drop Will Anderson in our lap, oh thank you, oh thank you. But I I believe uh, another corner like what well, everything Rashad said. You just a few players away, a few more pieces. But like I said, D is nothing like having that veteran experience that knows how to win in a locker room. Yeah, for That's sure. something the Jaguars have to definitely look at. In free agency, get some players in here that that can help you, but also is a presence in the locker room that knows about winning. Yeah, for sure. Well, Rashad, uh, of course the Jags are off next week, and you know we're going to give you the week off as well next week. So any uh any any last thoughts before we go into the bye week of the Jaguars? Yeah, I just uh like I said, man, like, like y'all said, the future is bright. Like you can you can you can see the makings of a team. It's weird how you go back and watch the 2016 Jaguars, and this is what it was. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of close games in 2016 with a lot of 
young players. And just like what you said, they went and added three veterans. They went and got four net, and they went to the FC Championship game. And they didn't even have the quarterback to do that, but they had the team to do it. They added a corner. What did we just talk about? They added a corner. They added a pass rusher. They added another dynamic weapon on offense. Right. And that, and and that, and that's what it, because I believe you have the coaching. I want Mike Caldwell to tighten up though mm-hmm. on that defense. But I believe that you have the coaching on the offense. And you don't even have the players to make this happen. Imagine what happens when Christian Kirk has two receivers on the outside that are really dogs and he doing his thing in the middle. What you going to do with Trevor if he balling him? Nothing. What are you gonna do with the offense? And you got ETN in the backfield, Nothing. so that that's the future for me. That that's what I'm looking forward to. I know that this team isn't gonna do anything this season. They squandered away a lot of opportunities to do something this season. But as Jaguar fans, you gotta just. I think we always say next year is the year when you're a Jaguar fan. But I think now you can truly believe it. Next year, yeah. this team stay healthy. It it'll it, it'll be the, it'll be. Exactly what what we've uh, hopefully a ten year run of it. Hey, so like we said, man, culture is everything. Culture, you feel the culture change around here. It's respect. You don't see these TV shows no more taking digs at the Jags. No, you don't see them using Colin Cowherd and skipping shit like they ain't not saying that no more. And no. when I heard Romo talking, how he was talking at the end of the game, I said, "Oh wow, the league is on notice." They yeah. know this is the next team to really get in the mix. So it's going to be very yeah. interesting to see how the rest of the season goes because I'm a challenge of something you said, Rashad. You said the Jaguars going to do nothing. I know that's not this is not what you meant, but just to put it out there for our listeners, like they are doing something. They've competed yeah. in every game this year. Every single one. They've had an opportunity to put themselves to win every game this year. You see a competitive fight, a competitive spirit every single game. When's the last time you turned off a Jaguar game at halftime? <laughs> you have yeah, it. No, not this year. You have it. So it's beautiful what is expected to come. And, of course, we look forward to seeing exactly how this all plays out. Rashad, man, I promise you, bro, if it's the last thing I ever wish for somebody, I hope you get the experience of Jaguars win the Super Bowl. I, I hope you get the experience of Jaguars get to the Super Bowl or whatever. <laughs> I just hope you get that experience more than anybody I know, bro. Man, let me tell you something, boy. The Jaguars <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Lord have mercy. I know. I, I know. I know for a fact. I'm going to tell you this. You can say whatever you want to say. Okay. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm Rashad go cry. Boy, I'm going to cry with you. Boy, what you mean? I'm going to be in that mall crying. Boy, boy, what you mean? I'm going to be crying ball. with you. Crying, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you, bro. Pass me a tissue, cuz. Pass yeah. me a tissue. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bro, Rashad, it's a great time, man. Enjoy your off week next week, man. You get to, you know, do your thing and not have to have your blood pressure on high as watching right. the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. And we'll catch up with you in two weeks as the Jaguars get ready to welcome in Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Lord. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> i talk to y'all boys. All right, Rashad. All right, be cool, man. Yes, sir. All yo. right, yo. <laughs> Shout out to our guy, Rashad, man, our Jacksonville Jaguar 
uh, football correspondent. Rashad always does a great job for us. Just giving that raw emotion, yeah. that real fan uh, uh, breakdown of the game, man. We just appreciate everything Rashad does for the sports desk. All right, we're going to run a couple more scores in National Football League, and we're going to get up out of here. Black, let's go ahead and go out to Buffalo, man. By God, by God, was this potentially the game of the year in the NFL? It definitely will hold some weight to that once we get to finish up this season. Black, the Minnesota Vikings at 71 are now 8-1 and one going into Buffalo, getting a win against the Buffalo Bills, 33-30. to 30. And Black, man, you had a little bit of conversation about this before the show started. <sighs> Buffalo shouldn't have lost this game. Mm-mm. This is not a good sign that they lost this game. Is Minnesota a very good football team? Absolutely. Weapons all over the field. Justin Jefferson probably had the greatest catch in NFL history yesterday. But what transpired for Buffalo to lose? This ain't good. Black, what are your thoughts on the Bills and particularly Josh Allen in the fourth quarter unraveling the way that he did? Well, D, personally, I man, it it to see them play the way they plan, it 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 sucks. But you can't lose games. You can't lose games like this, especially games that you need. You know, and 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 I don't know if it's true or not. D, we've been we were seeing it all week about Josh Allen and this elbow. You could tell something is not right there. Yeah, because he really wouldn't. He really wasn't slinging that thing down the field like we're used to seeing. Could that be playing a part? It could be, but you would think you know that this defense man would be a lot more better than what they was. Von Miller, where you been? You know, I'm 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 like man, games like this, your defense have to show up, and they be getting gashed through uh through the air. The secondary ain't been playing well, and I I, I hate it for Buffalo because Buffalo, you looking at them hoping hoping that they will be. To one of the top teams in the AFC, which which I believe they will be, but shoot, you sitting third in the in in your conference right now. In your division, yeah. In your division, you number three behind two teams behind behind the Jets and behind uh, Miami. Yes, sir. So they got some work to do. This was a bad loss, D. We got to start giving Minnesota some respect, man. Kevin O'Connell, shout out to you. Yes, sir. We see how bad the Rams been since you left. So yeah. what's going on? That goes to show you was really a piece over there. People was like, oh, he wasn't a play caller. McVay was. Well, he had to have some type of say. So, look at what um, doing Minnesota doing. So, shout out to them, man. They're going to they gonna be something to reckon with. Uh, they may have, what, number one seed on their mind in the NFC. So, one game out. We go, you know, if, depending on what, you know, Philly end up doing. So, it's going to be interesting to see a big win for Minnesota, but definitely disappointed Buffalo couldn't pull this game out, especially being up big and allowing them to come back and win. It's trouble out here for the Buffalo Bills. It's trouble out here. We say coming to the season that we need to see Josh go up there and handle business in Kansas City, and he did that. But he ain't done nothing since. So now the conversation goes back to where it was. I have to now put him back outside of the conversation because I'm starting to feel that maybe Josh Allen, just maybe, He's not ready to win those big games. Maybe he can't be in the same conversation as Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and these guys who've done it time and time again. Maybe he can't be there yet because now he's third in his own division. He's lost to the Jets, and he's lost to the Minnesota Vikings, and both of these are really good football teams. The Vikings are very well set up to possibly even win the Super Bowl this year if you just want to be real. Stout defense, ball hawks, run the rock. Davica has been sensational. 
this year. Justin Jefferson is a freak of nature. Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in all of football. Him and Tyreek. They are just outstanding. And Kirk Cousins, I got to apologize to Kirk, man. Because at the beginning of the year, I was offended that Dak Prescott was being compared to Five Chains. <laughs> five Chains Kirk out here getting off. Man, chain, Kirk had the chains on on the fly. Five Chains. <laughs> That's what they call them, Five Chains. <laughs> Listen, bro, the Minnesota Vikings are real deal, but the Buffalo Bills are in trouble. Josh Allen doesn't have to go out and win the game. He's treating it like that. He's not out there by himself. He has weapons everywhere. And that fumbling of the snap in the end zone and the Vikings falling over a touchdown, that was, what was that? That was awful. The Buffalo Bills better get themselves together because I think next week they got the Patriots coming in, I think. Next week, no, they got Cleveland. They got Cleveland coming into town. Then they get Detroit, New England, the Jets, and the Dolphins, and the Bears, and the Bengals are close the season. And don't look now at the Chicago Bears. I don't know what that was. My fault. But don't look now, but the Chicago Bears. But they lost to Detroit Sunday. I'm just saying, but look yeah. at them. Yeah, yeah. They, you remember they just going in and running them yeah, over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. You right. So Josh Allen and the Bills, they got some work to do, man. It's going to be real interesting to see. I don't know. My, excuse me, my phone was going crazy. So, look, I think they'll be okay. Do you think the injury really is a big deal? Because I really feel I really feel like Buffalo know they, they can't afford to let Josh Allen sit out because they don't want to lose ground on what's going on. I don't care about the injury. Yeah. When you put on that uniform, mm-hmm. you on that field, it's time to play. Yeah. If you hurt, don't play. So, if he's hurt, who ain't hurt? Who ain't dealing with nothing? Josh Allen, if he wants to remain and, uh, as an elite of the elite guy and put his team in a position to possibly get to and win a Super Bowl, he got to be better than he was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Simple as that. Simple as that. But all due, all praise due to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Really good football team. Shout out Pat Pete, man. Pat Pete. Picked off Big Josh twice. Had two of them things, yep. And I don't know about you, but that purple and white scheme with the purple hammers, the Vikings be looking clean. <laughs> <laughs> I like that setup that they got the purple with the matted helmets. Man, I just want to shout out the, the Minnesota Vikings uh, uniforms. Them boys be out there looking clean. All right, Black, let's head out there, man. Well, boy, oh boy, oh boy. At one time before, the Dallas Cowboys were 192 and 0, went up 14 points going into the fourth quarter. And now they are 192 and 1 by letting freaking Aaron Rodgers. And the Green Bay Packers come back and beat us in Lambeau Field in overtime, 31-28. Now, Black, I just need a second. I just need a second, Black. Because I've been holding this in, man. I, I, I just been holding this in. I just can't hold this in no more, man. Let me, let me open up my phone, man, so we can get this, uh, get down to business here, man. Because I'm sick of this dude, bro. I'm sick of him. Maybach music. Maybach music. Maybach music. Maybach music. Mike McCarthy, why you gotta, why you think you gotta prove you smarter than everybody? That 14 point lead that we had should have been a 17 point lead if you just kicked the freaking field goal. Why are we going on it, going for on fourth and three of 14 points? 
Then you turn around and go for it again on fourth and three in overtime. Tell me you felt like we needed to do this because the game was unraveling. Hey, you dodo. You kick it because Mara ain't been missing. You go up three points. Our defense just got to stop him and we win the game, but you ain't want to provide us that. You around here walking doing pregame with a Vince Lombardi trench coat on Newsflash, Mike. You ain't Vince Lombardi. You won Vince Lombardi when you were in Green Bay either. You got your Super Bowl ring. Congratulations, but you ain't Vince Lum freaking Barty. Hello, the trophy's named after the man. By God. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> you don't got to prove you're the smartest guy. And I hope the reports are false that you got to the stadium early to go have 10 crumpets with Aaron Rodgers in the stadium so y'all can say y'all was sorry for y'all time in Green Bay. What you meet with Aaron Rodgers for? You need to be in there talking to Dak. Because <laughs> he, was, he was out here being a goofball yesterday too. Now, I don't know what's going on with Dak and CD and uh, what's your tight end that you love? Don't, don't and show. Shorts. Running the wrong route, CD not dragging and stopping. Dak got here throwing picks. We should have been up on them boys 21 to nothing in the first. Then mm-hmm. my defense. What the hell were y'all yesterday? We are 14. We spotted them 14 points. You, I don't care what Dak them do. We got to bring that home. Number one defense in the league. Trash. Shout out Bubba Dub. <laughs> Tough loss, Dallas. You can't afford to. You shouldn't have lost this game. Because now what's. What, you know what you got to deal with now? <laughs> now we got to get on the flight and go to Minnesota on Sunday. Ooh, man, oh, man. And then you know what's waiting on us after that? Three days later, we got a divisional game against the New York freaking football Giants, and y'all know they want our head. You don't lose these kinds of games. Now you lose the steam. Now you got to go to Minnesota? And then you got to go back to Dallas and welcome in the Giants? Now we're sitting third place in the NFC East. These are the games that's, these are why people like to laugh at the Cowboys, point finger at the Cowboys, because when it's time for us to handle business, when the pressure's on, this is what we get. Now, am I jumping off the team? No, of course I'm not. This team is going to make the playoffs. This team is going to play a factor. And to be real with you, the NFC is wide open. I don't know who coming out of the NFC, even with Philly being A&O, Minnesota being 7-1. I, I don't know who coming out of the NFC. So, Dallas Cowboys, please don't start this foolishness. Because if I got to turn on my TV and listen to Stephen A. Smith act like he know football again, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. Dak Prescott, you make $180-something million. You've been back for three weeks now. It's time. You shouldn't have lost that game. The defense should have tightened up. Let's not start a bad trend. We got to go up here and we got to beat Minnesota. Mm, mm, we mm. got to beat them because if we don't beat them, now you're on a two-game losing streak. Welcome in to Giants on Thanksgiving Day. And I can't tell you the last time the Cowboys won a game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of being on my third plate. Stuffed out of my mind on Thanksgiving Day. Going to bed at 8 o'clock. Because I done took another loss on Thanksgiving. I'm tired of losing on Thanksgiving Day. Black, what are your thoughts? Tough loss, man, for the Cowboys. Tough loss. Man, I don't 
I was more shocked by the defense than anything, man. They let this uh this Washington who been dropping balls all year go for go for the trifecta with them boys. This boy went for three of them things. I was so hot, bro. <laughs> and I was like, man, look at this crap here, Diggs. What's the other corner name? What y'all Watson, boys out there doing? I don't know what doing? them boys doing, uh, What bro. y'all boys out there doing? That's what shocked me. And then I'm looking at the energy of Parsons on the sideline. I'm like. Them boys they ain't want to play what's, yesterday. What's up? They ain't want to play like, yesterday. It's always a story with Aaron Rodgers and the damn Cowboys. Bro. All you the time. All the time. Like, it's always a story with them and the Cowboys all the time. And that's, you right, D. Like. That's the game y'all supposed to win because the stretch they got coming up, you got to play a hot Minnesota team who just went up to Buffalo and stole one. And you got to win. Now y'all got to go there and take care of business. I know that's going to be the full 25 game uh, game of the week right there. You already know that's going to be the game. And the Giants, they just went in the second place and they just find a way to win every week. Nasty. I mean, they winning nasty games every week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, don't nothing about it be pretty, but they win nasty. And they sitting at what? Six and two. Seven and, and two. number seven and two and number two in the division. And number four in the NFC. Good God. It's crazy. Cowboys, they got they gotta bounce back. Mike McCarthy, you've been the same old bonehead you've been. God. God. I hate this for the Cowboys because the Cowboys are playing good football. Terrible But loss. the games you got to win, the games you're supposed to win, they'll be the ones the Cowboys drop. Uh, 14 in the fourth quarter. Wow. Now, like D, like you say, D, you got to go up to Minnesota and show something. And let me digs in the other co- Y'all better tighten up because Justin, that boy had 193 yards <laughs> Sunday. And you think he ain't coming for that? Yeah, he not playing with us. He not playing with us, bro. And five chains, Kurt. Five Kurt, chains. Man, look here, man. I went and picked Kurt up in fantasy last night. I said, I'm going to start, Kurt. Five chains. Yeah, man, this yeah. this this a big deal, D. Like you say, that it next is. stretch for the Cowboys is very important for them. It is, man, and we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens, man. All right, man, we're going to run through a couple more scores in the NFL, and we are going to get out of here. We're getting ready for Monday Night Football, Eagles and Commanders. Commanders have been playing well, man. They done won their last two, sitting at 4-4. Four and, uh, four and, four. and then they got, of course, the undefeated Red Hot Philadelphia Eagles. We got this piece right now showing... Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, and Jalen Hurts, man. Uh, I just think that's a dope piece, yeah, man, to definitely. see those three guys together there. So even though I hate the Eagles, I'm some bad, bad men right there for sure. All right, man, uh, let's go. The 49ers get a close win over the Chargers. Man, Herbie threw that game away late, man. I watched that whole game in the fourth quarter. Herbie threw those two interceptions in the fourth quarter, especially on that final drive when Los Angeles went and got a stop. And uh, Herbie comes out and just throws a bad interception, man. 49ers now, get a win. what's going on with him this year? I don't – well, they said the the broken rib and the punctured lung, he been, he been struggling. But you've been playing, bro. You yeah, said but they, if you they, out there playing. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's what the reports are. They say he having trouble breathing, the flap jacket, all that, man. And the injuries have just ravaged the Chargers, but they still in there. Yeah, they got players out for the so many – Yeah, they still in there. for the year. Yeah. No Keenan Allen ain't been much Top three receivers out. Yesterday, so yeah. Herbert them had a chance to win, but he throws a bad interception for the Niners. They keep on rolling. Uh, God, the Cardinals and the Rams were just disgusting yesterday, but the Rams get the win. I mean, the Cardinals get the win. The, listen, this what yeah, they got man. going on in Los Angeles, man. Let this, let this would have been Dallas. Let this would have been Tom Brady. Let this would have been any other team to win a Super Bowl. We don't got no coverage out there with the Rams. None. Ain't nobody Ramsey, talking about it. Aaron Donald, 
all y'all, all y'all got something to do with this. Stafford, everybody trash. Nasty. Sean McVay just get a pass. <laughs> Sean McVay get a pass, bro. Yeah. They just would have been Mahomes and Andy Reid. They would have been running them out the league. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen throwing pit to Pat Pete and getting just smoked today on TV. I ain't heard ain't nobody talk about the Rams all day. But they defend the champion. Sitting last in the, in the division. Sitting three and freaking six. Same record as the Jaguars. Pathetic. Cardinals <laughs> get the win 27-7 in Los Angeles. We already talked about the Colts knocking off the Las Vegas Redder. Jeff Satter getting his first win as head coach. My God, I can't believe I just said that. Tennessee knock off the Broncos 17-10. <clears throat> Giants keep it rolling 24-16 over the Texans. Bears lose a terrible Terrible, terrible loss. 31 to 30 over the Lions. The Lions come back and absolutely manhandle them in the fourth and get the win 31 to uh, 31 point. But Justin Fields and the Bears have been playing really well have for the past three weeks. Steelers knock off the Saints 20 to 10. Bucks get the win out there in Germany, knocking off the red hot Seahawks 21 to 16. Thursday night just passed. Falcons losing to the Panthers 25 to 15. Bad loss for the Falcons. And tonight we got Monday Night Football. We have Eagles and Commanders, all right? So, we're going to wrap up this episode, episode 202 of the Sports Dish. Um, we always have a great time here, man, and we appreciate all y'all's support. Thank y'all for listening to the show, retweeting the links, uh, uh, having the dialogue and the conversations w- uh, with us on Twitter, and uh, it's always a good time, man, and we thank y'all, man. So, y'all keep rocking with us, man, and uh, we're going to be pushing out this content going into 2023. We're hoping to switch some things up. And bring some more content to y'all um, because we've been doing this a while now. You know what I mean? And uh, we just want to keep it going and bring something new to uh, uh, the plate, so to speak. So shout out Reduce Lunch. Shout out the NPN Network, man. Thank them for rocking uh, with us as well. Black anything before we go? Yeah, man. Just appreciate all the love and support that we get, man. Like everything these state, man. Y'all keep rocking with us. Big things coming. Uh, we have great shows here, man. Raw content, man. Y'all just... Keep keep being on our side, man. We're gonna be keep putting out great content. Also, shout out, yep, football lovers. Playoffs have started for high school. I know we ain't talked about high school all year since it started. So shout out, playoffs are going on. You got a, some key games in the city this weekend. You got Reigns versus Lee versus Riverside. Trinity's home this week. You have Baldwin versus Baker County. Bartram Trail versus Creekside. So some key games in the city going on. So y'all tune in to go catch some of these games, man, for the uh, playoffs for uh, high school football. Yeah, shout out to all the kids, man. Shout out to all the kids in the city. Hopefully we get some great classic uh, playoff games, man. And, of course, we'll have some champions crowned soon. All right, y'all. Until next time, y'all be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourselves, man. Remember, spread the show around. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. that There's another sports show out here that they should pay attention to, and that is the Sports Desk with D and Black. All right. So we'll see y'all. Uh, we'll talk to y'all next week unless we get some breaking news and we'll be right back at it. All right. So y'all be cool, man. Be safe for sure. Lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.